Thank you very much. The doctor will be right over. If, if you wait a couple of minutes, I can give you a ride home. Look, I know you have your hands full here. I'd just like to call a cab, okay? But if you wait a few minutes, the doctor Look, will just... Look, please use the phone. Are you asking for my permission? Yes. May I please use the phone? Yes, you may. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. We are back. Brian and I are back tonight with a 1979 film, a horror slasher. Okay. Uh, don't go in the house. Don't go in the house if you value your sanity. Don't go in the house if you believe in evil. Don't go in the house because the people who live there aren't people anymore. Don't go in the house, but if you do, don't say we didn't warn you. Don't go in the house. Rated R. Starts Friday at the Woods Theater and other theaters and drive-ins near you. After the death of his abusive mother, a deranged man starts to lure women back to his house to burn them alive. Okay, uh, I was quick and to the point on Google. IMDb, it's the exact, well, almost. A disturbed young man who has who was burned as a child by a sadistic mother stalks women with a flamethrower. Did he? But... I don't know if he stalked them. <laughs> yeah. I think he only used it like twice, but all right. Uh, this was directed by Joseph Ellison, and it was written by Joe Macefield, uh, Joseph Ellison, and Ellen Hamill. And this stars Danny Grimaldi as Danny Kohler, Charles Bonet as Ben, a Robert. Karen Age as Bobby, uh, Bill Ricky as Vito, jo- Joanna Bush Bushe as Kathy, uh, Darcy Sean as Girl in the Car, and a bunch of other women that, that are in this movie. Okay. Brian, what did you think of Don't Go in the House? It's a movie. It's definitely a movie. Uh, definitely a movie that was inspired by Psycho with the type of relationship he had with his mother, or at least um, the relationship, uh, the abusiveness and the the ongoing relationship after she dies that he has in his head with his mother, the the voices he hears and slashers. I guess I mean. When we see him kill people, it's not with a knife or anything like that. He burns people, which I, I guess was kind of different 
And I mean, it was it was his character was interesting because you see you you feel for him in the in the beginning when you see when you find out what kind of relationship and upbringing he had with his mother, and then it kind of changes as he kind of goes after these women and keeps their bodies and talks to them, has this whole relationship and conversations with them that uh, I get it. Did we ever hear them talk to him other than that one voice or was that he just having conversations with them in in his head? I think it was in his head. Okay. He was just, he was so far gone. I mean, we've, we've been so far, we've been bringing you, uh, movies of abusive men against women. Uh, it wasn't a planned thing. No, it <laughs> we, we gave you uh, don't answer the phone. Then we brought you the maniac movies, and now we're giving you this one. I, I came across this one um, when I was when we were looking up uh, the don't answer the phone, and. Uh, other than the little short story uh, we got, um, this was on the side. I said, oh, what's don't go in the house? I've never heard of this film, movie. So this is a was the first time watch for me. Um, I I assume it was in a theater. I mean, because this is this all, this did come out in the time of when every movie that was made uh, went to the theater. I don't remember this poster at all. Much less seeing it at uh, video stores uh, when they, during the VHS days, because uh, the the poster it says "Don't go in the house." Uh, you have been warned, and uh, threshold into terror. Uh, oh, okay, uh, yeah, this one it's it's pretty just straightforward. Uh, this guy Danny Kohler, he is just. He's a weirdo. Because we, in the beginning of the film, he's at work just doing his thing. I, I don't know what kind of job it was, but one of his co-workers kind of catches on fire and he doesn't do anything to try to stop. He just stands there and then walks off like, like nothing's going on. And all his other co-workers come running over to put this guy out with blankets and everything. And then he kind of just goes home. So all right, so we know he is the the weirdo of the movie, but we don't know why he didn't do anything until much later. We do find out that his mom, uh, he has some flashbacks and uh, of his mom, he was really abusive to him. I don't know really why. I mean, not like the maniac when his mom was a hooker, but I, no, this I go ahead. I, I think we find out later that she's super religious and that maybe her having him was a sin and the father was a sinner and she was trying to burn the evil out of him so he wouldn't be like the father. So I I think that's where all the, the abuse came from. Yeah, because there's a flashback um, when his mom was yelling at him and she turns on the the flames on the stove and she's pulling his arms over it. 
and you better stop being a bad boy and and just screaming at him because when he pulls up he rolls up his sleeves we see the burns on his arms that he had since he was a kid so we're like well, all right well this is this is messed up so but he's living in this big giant house um it was called it was one of those big victorian houses and and he was living with his mom uh and she's all elderly but um he comes home one day and finds out that that she she died and he's just heartbroken but then he still he starts to uh, flip out <laughs> basically because he starts hearing he doesn't uh take his mom to anywhere doesn't uh, take her to the funeral home or to the hospital or whatever. He just does a Norman Bates and just sets her sets her up in a chair. Yeah. And then all the voices of his mom starts coming to him. Was it his mom? Because I I guess it sounds because like he's it. asking I, I the voice. Sounded like he's asking the voice. Basically, the voice is telling him he can do what he wants now, and he's like, "I can play, so I can play my music as loud as I want." I think that was more of a inner voice of himself oh, okay. talking. I, that's what I figured. I, I don't know. There was really no explanation because there was something that happened at the end, and I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I, I was. At gonna, first, I was I thinking was it was like ghosts. That. I was going to ask you that later because that, that caught my eye too, especially when it was in the same voice too. Yeah. So I don't know. I was thinking maybe either he was just crazy and it was all in his head or spirits. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, but he, he said other than he just sets his mom up in a chair chair and leaves her um he it was it was she was downstairs because then later he has these other bodies that are upstairs so after his mom died he kind of just he starts to lose it and he starts building this um aluminum room because we see he, he doesn't go to work for a few days and he's just has these um sheets uh sheets of aluminum and he's i assume one of the rooms in his house and he's like puts it all over the ceiling and on the walls and on the floor and then uh he kind of goes to this uh flower shop uh to get flowers for his mom he meets the this this lady uh named kathy and then uh he kind of just i don't know i thought it was just random women he was picking but later on we kind of we kind of get that he was going after women that reminded him of his mom or maybe something or, or kind of looked like his mom. Mm. And he was just punishing these women because he can't punish his mom because she's dead. So I don't know. I think after his mom died is when he really flipped. That's what I got from this movie. I mean, there's a lot of nothing going on in this. Uh, the the guy, his when he, the, the Dan Grimaldi, when he's, when he's, hearing these voices and talking he's explaining a lot of stuff but those scenes went on and on and on i, I, so, I mean, kind of thought they were we, we get I it i thought they were interesting though because he, he's 
they're going on in his head, but he's still like lying in these conversations. Like he lies about the guy that caught on fire that he, he basically beat him up and he did that to him because he was showing him who was boss and stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of interesting that even though he's having these conversations in his head, he's still kind of portraying this person that he's not really. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, well, let me, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, so he follow, or he's this lady, Kathy, that's at the, at the flower shop. She's out waiting for her bus and it doesn't come. So he's like, Hey, uh, I can give you a ride. And she's like, Oh, okay, sure. So she thinks he's a nice guy. So she gets in the car and starts talking to her, telling her about her mother, his mother and all this. And he goes, you know what? I, I, I got to swing by my house. Uh, it's on the way to wherever he was taking her. And uh, I'll just run in. It'll only take a couple minutes, and then we'll. Uh, I'll take you home. So he's like, okay. So she was gonna wait in the car, but he goes, you know, why, why don't you just come in? Come in. So she she goes in, and the house is. Um, it wasn't really. It, you could see that it was falling apart, but it, it wasn't that bad. She's kind of just. Uh, he f- realizes he tells her his mom's sick, so he gets on the phone and. Um, he calls like uh, the doctor saying, asking the doctor to come to the house, but we see that he pushes. This is for those of you young people, younger listeners. Back in the day, we had <laughs> hardline telephones. Um, we didn't just, we didn't always have cell phones or the cordless phones. This is the one with the the rotary dial and everything. So he 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 dials a number. But then he pushes uh, the little buttons on top and hangs it up, and he's holding the phone, talking. Oh, doctor, hey, yeah, my mom, this and that. She really doesn't feel good. Can you, whenever you get a chance, can you come over? And he goes, all right. So he hangs up, and he goes, you know what? The doctor will be here in a few minutes, and he'll take care of my mom, and then, then I can give you a ride home. And she's like, no, no. And he goes, I, I got to get home. And well, can I use your phone to call a taxi? And he's like. He's looking at her like all weird and mad. Then he kind of like, here, well, go ahead. So she starts calling for a taxi and she turns her back to him. And then he just uh, attacks her and then kind of like knocked her out. But then when she wakes up, she's uh, naked and she's chained uh, to the ceiling in that that little metal aluminum room that he made. And so she's kind of like, what the fuck? She doesn't know what's happening. And then here comes Donnie. He comes walking in. He's wearing a fire suit. And Kathy's like, wow, what's going on? What are you going to do to me? Let me go. And then he just douses her with gasoline. And then he pulls out this flamethrower. And then <laughs> we don't see it. I mean, but I was like, oh, okay. So at this point in the film, I'm still like, well, what's happening? Why is he he doing? We know he's crazy because he's hearing these voices and talking to himself, talking to his dead mother. Uh, but I was like, I, well, at this point, we we know that his mom was abusive, but we haven't seen the scene yet where when she's holding his arms over over the fire. So he's like, uh, okay. So he ends up killing her. He dresses her and then puts her upstairs in this room, uh, sitting in a chair. And he eventually just goes on a on a kidnapping rampage. Um, 
he was supposed to go to work, but he doesn't show up. But he ends up uh, driving down the road and he sees this lady in her car and it's not working. So he's like, hey, uh, I can I can give you a ride. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So same situation. She gets in. Hey, I got to swing by my house and check on my mom. And all right. And then so she goes up there and he ends up doing the same thing, burning her, setting her up, her body up in, in the room uh, and everything. So he he does that, and then he goes to a grocery store. He sees this other lady in there, and she's he's like, "Hey, I can I can help you with your with your groceries." And she's like, "No, no." He goes, "No, no, it's no problem. I can help you." And then she's kind of like, "All right." So same thing, kills her, burns her, uh, puts her in the room with the other burned up ladies, and then. Uh, his buddy, uh, a guy, well, I don't know if it was his friend, but his, his co-worker, his guy, Ben, he's trying to, hey, calling Donnie, like, hey, man, uh, everything's all good at work, but they're looking for you. I mean, you, you need to start coming to work or they're going to fire you. And he's like, yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll be there when I can. He has this, Donnie's at home, and he's in the room with uh, all the burnt ladies. And he has this big conversation. Yeah, and like you said, he was lying to them. And I don't, I think he was just that crazy. He needed to lie to make himself look better to these these dead, burned up ladies that he killed. <laughs> yeah, he's going on um, having these conversations, talking about no more laughing, no more of this. I know, I, I know what you guys are doing in here and just really just going off the deep end. Yeah, it says, uh, meanwhile, Donnie is haunted by the apparitions of his burnt mother who appears uh, to stalk him inside his house. Yeah, he was seeing his mom in the house. And it was, uh, I assume it was somebody inside uh, with a burnt face mask or, or something. I, I don't know. And this is, meanwhile, Donnie is haunted. Wait, 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 wait. Donnie spends hours regaling stories of his life to the four corpses which he has arranged and posed in chairs in a bedroom uh riddled with guilt over what he has done donnie visits father jim okay wait a minute all right so yeah he he's telling all these these dead ladies that he burned up sitting in this room and he's standing in the middle of the room just telling them uh, his life story and, and what's going on and yeah, like he was lying to make himself, I don't know, look better or feel better on, on what he had done <laughs> to, <laughs> to these women. So I was kind of like, okay. Yeah, he's telling these stories. And I'm like, Donnie, you lying. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he, he, he must have started to feel guilty because he goes to, to visit uh, Father Gentry, uh, his Dubbed local over priest. Father. Yeah. <laughs> His local priest and he discusses uh, the nature of evil and it says Donnie confesses to the father that his mother repeatedly burned him to rid him of his in, in, innate evil. I think this is when they showed when she was pulling his arms mm. over over the flames. So the priest is kind of like, okay, but basically he confessed to him. So I don't know how confession works. I don't go to church. Um, I assume they're not supposed to say whatever when you confess. So he kind of kept it quiet. 
It says later Donnie accepts uh, his friend Bob's invitation to go on a double date to a disco. All right, yeah, his his buddy calls him. Hey, man, uh, let's just go out and party, and we'll figure out the work thing later. So he's like, all right. So he Donnie kind of gets all dressed up, and he goes uh, with this guy, and he meets up. Uh, it's kind of like a blind date because he brings these two other. Or they meet up these two other girls, so they're there. Uh, his buddy Bob is out on the disco dance floor cutting it up. Um, there's another girl that's with Donnie, and she's trying to get him to to go out on the dance floor. She's like, "Come on, come on!" He's like, "No, no, no! I don't, I don't, I don't dance. I don't, I don't do that." Uh, probably just in his head, his his mom doesn't want him, didn't want him to be around women or, or whatever, didn't trust him. I don't know, kind of like the Norman Bates thing. Yeah. So while she's pulling his arms, his arms are going over. Uh, like a candle that's on the table And I assume He was feeling the heat on his arms Because then he was having all these flashbacks And he flipped out He gets the uh, the candle And smashes Smashes it over her head And sets her hair on fire And then she falls on the ground ah, Screaming and everybody comes running over And then Donnie just gets the hell out of there uh, As he's leaving His buddy's like oh, Donnie what's up and uh, one of the the her, the the lady who got hit in the head with the uh, the candle thing, they were like, "Hey, uh, some weird guy just hit your your sister in the head with a candle and she's burning up." So these dudes go running out to find him, and uh, they, I don't think they found him. Yeah, the the the, the, the brother did. He beat oh, the shit right. out of him. That's right. Which Donnie then later, <laughs> when he picks up two more women, lies. About how many people beat him up And that's when he goes into this whole story How he's a Green Beret And he kicked their ass and <laughs> Yeah Yeah cause he was in the parking lot And some guy runs up behind him And they just beats him down And then he gets up and takes off And then when he's driving down the road He uh, sees these two drunk girls Coming out of a bar And then he kind of pulls up Hey you guys need a ride And they're like yeah let's go So they jump in And he goes to the store And Buy some beer and hey man, why don't you guys come to my house and we'll party? So I was like, okay. So they end up going to his house. Uh, his buddy Bob knows there's there's something going on crazy, so he goes and gets the priest. Uh, and then they were gonna go to uh, Donnie's house. So while he's at the house with these two girls and they're drunk, um, he kind of just like lures one of them away, and then because the other one's kind of standing around. And um, he's trying to get them, but then um, where where was it? Where was it? Okay, Donnie flees the disco and around home counters two drunk women who convinces to come home with him. Bobby tries to find Donnie and meets Dollar Gentry on his way to Donnie's house. Uh, when no one answers the front door, they break down the door to rescue two women. All right, yeah. So when when Donnie had him in the house, he was trying to. Basically, just get them uh, and burn them up, and then probably set them up in the room. But, but the father Gentry and uh, Bob shows up before. But when they kind of get in the house, um, the father he gets in. He's 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 alone, and um, Donnie comes walking around the corner with the flamethrower and <laughs> sets him on fire, and he's ah, and um. It said, okay, it says Donnie sets uh, Father Gentry ablaze with his flamethrower, but Bobby manage, manages 
to uh, put the flames out to rescue him. So I don't know. They 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 got the girls out of there. So um, and it says Donnie takes refuge inside his mother's bedroom. The voices express their disappointment in him, and the burned corpses come to life to attack him. <sighs> okay. I don't know when Maniac came out, but this is what it sounded like. Because when he goes Maniac in there, came out after this. <laughs> well, maybe Maniac copied this. <laughs> um, so he's in his room and his mom, it's like a, a real lady standing there because her eyes are open and she's all mad. And he's uh, he hears her voice and he's uh, basically she's saying she was disappointed in him. Uh, it says the voices expresses they're disappointed in him, and then the burned corpses come to life and attack him. So all those ladies that he had burned up in that room kind of just stand up and, and attack him. He says he frantically fights them, fights them, but dies. They drag him into the floor as the house burns around them. How'd the house catch on fire? At this point, I was kind of like in and out, like what what's I, happening here? I think I think when he set Father Gentry on fire, I think some of the house caught on fire. Hmm. Okay. Well, I could see that. Um, this movie was forgettable for me, everyone. Because yeah, when uh, yeah, when when uh, Bob uh, rescues the the priest, he is kind of burned up, but not not too bad. Um. That's when he goes up into his mom's room and she's yelling at him. And then all those other ladies kind of wake up and, and tackle him. And then the whole house, uh, Bob and the father get out of the house and those girls are out of the house. And then the whole big mansion <laughs> sets ablaze. And that's pretty much the end of him and the house. All right. I figured that would have been the end of the movie, but there was still a few more minutes. I was like, okay. It says, sometimes later, a young boy named Michael watches the news report about Donnie's death. His mother scolds him and beats him uh, for not turning off the television. He was just sitting there watching TV. And uh, she just started wailing on him. Uh, she beats him for not turning off the TV as she asked, as she, as she asked, because she did tell him to turn it off, but he wasn't. He was watching the news. Yeah, uh, she, when she, she leaves, came in with fist. Yeah. <laughs> he said, when, when she leaves the room, Michael hears the same voices as Donnie did, and they tell him that they have come to help him. All right. So now, after this part at the end of the film, then that's pretty much your movie. I was thinking, were these ghosts that were in his house and and he telling him stuff or was this just in his head now it's in this boy's head yeah it makes more sense that if it was ghosts because if it was just in his head why does it sound exactly like how his voices sound or in Donnie's head sounds exactly the same I I wasn't sure on how if it just ended and the house was burning and, and the credits started rolling out I'd have been like all right cool uh, this this nutbag is dead and, and the then, whole and house then, is burned up and then it said we we're here to protect you now or something like that I I, I don't know I mean again like I said I thought it was all just in Donnie's head. Because he was nuts and, and what his mom had done to him. 
uh, just being from basically a survivor of uh, parental abuse and just so messed up from all the abuse that he got over the years. I'm sure when he was older too, his mom was probably still yelling at him and and, uh, just degrading him. Um, But he never like got rid of his mom. He, he still lived with her and he was taking care of her until she died. And then he just went haywire. Cause I don't think he was killing people before his mom, when his mom was still alive. Cause it seems like right after she, she died, he just went off the deep end and started burning women. So yeah, his mom would probably I, I don't know. beat his ass if he was going out murdering women. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I don't know about this kid at the end. Maybe maybe it was ghosts and uh, they left him and they found this kid that uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say needed their help, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't explain the end. But uh, yeah, don't go in the house, everyone. Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, no commercials because I see that it's streaming on Tubi. And if you don't want to sit through those ads and everything, uh, just watch the whole thing on YouTube. It, it's a clear copy. Sounds good. Looks good. So uh, this, the budget has a, for this, this has a Blu-ray also. I will not be in my collection, uh, boys and girls. <laughs> this if, film, if anybody's looking for it, you can go to Severin.com to get the two-disc Blu-ray with the slipcover. How much is it? A ridiculous $34. That's a negative for me, boys and girls. (laughs) No way. Uh, But to each his own. I mean, I'm sure there's people that do love this film. Um, I did like the Dan Grimaldi guy. I I thought he was a really good uh, uh, weirdo. And I thought every time he was on the screen when he was talking to himself and talking to the, the burned up corpse, corpses i thought he he it was it was believable i'd never seen this guy in anything else so i, I don't know he probably had a uh, a good career but as he, far I know, as his, i know him from uh he plays twins on the sopranos oh he was in that see yeah for like a good chunk of the show he was in it i just started the sopranos so i don't know maybe i i'll probably recognize him now um so is he yeah he's still alive all right but yeah don't uh, don't go don't answer the phone don't go in the house uh yeah ladies uh don't just get in random guys cars and and go in their house that's pretty much according to the 80s uh, don't do anything don't answer the phone don't go in the house uh, don't go out at night by yourself. I mean, t- even today, though, that's good advice. Yeah. So um, just just be careful out there, men and women. I mean, it's I always say this on the show. It, it's a crazy world out there. Yeah. So just just be careful and and know your surroundings uh, and everything. So, but yeah, don't go in the house. I'll probably never watch this again. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. As far as abusive films that we've been doing this, just be be careful, everyone. And um, if you have dealt with 
uh, mental and physical abuse from anybody, be it a parent or uh, your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, what, whatever, friends. I mean, if you've seen that movie Bully, that kid uh, was just getting beat up by his so-called mm-hmm. best friend and torturing him. But stuff like this, it does happen. Women, even men, disappear all the time. So just beware of your surroundings. I mean, these type of crazy movies always, uh, I wouldn't say they helped me, but I I do kind of, even when I'm at work, before I get in my truck, I'm like looking over my shoulder to see if uh, anyone's come running up behind me or whatever. But yeah, I mean, but the film, again, I did like this guy's performance. I'll probably never watch it again, and I'm not paying that ridiculous price for that Blu-ray. <laughs> so, but uh, obviously people are. So, uh, yeah. And as far as it in the synopsis saying that he's running around burning people up with a the flamethrower, there's only like two scenes <laughs> of him with the flamethrower. Uh, it's not like the Exterminator. Uh, well, Exterminator Two, he only used the flamethrower once in the first film. But anyway, don't go in the house. Uh, it's on YouTube or Freebie or Tubi, whatever one of those are. But I advise, if you want to check this movie out, watch the YouTube one. No commercials or anything. But all right, everyone, that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, 1980s horror slasher. More of a horror thriller suspense type of thing. I guess you could throw mystery in there because I still don't know yeah. what was going on with some of this, with this stuff. But um, uh, check it out if you need to. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it, everyone. Again, just be safe out there. Uh, like I said, we brought you these these crazy maniac and serial killer movies uh, of the 80s and 70s. So but just be safe out there. Watch out for uh, weirdos in the night female or male or female all right everyone that's it Uh, come back to tomorrow for more so until then be safe out there and party on